0: Little change. Do it some soul, a little change. You can't make a change unless you got the little change. Do it with some soul, win a little change. You can't make a change unless you got the little change. Do it with some soul, win a little
1: change. We started from the bottom talking about the roots. Every time I'm in the booth, I gotta shoot the truth. My heart is my heart. We're bad.
2: Um, And we're here to discuss season two, episode one. Nope. psych. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) We're still recapping season one, um, starting at episode six, um, which was the Christmas Christmas. episode. But I don't know if you ladies want to just hop back in or if you have any current events you want to get off your chest. Oh, God, no. I think
3: we should probably hop back in. Yeah. Or this will be like a (laughs) four-part episode. Uh yeah, you know, you know us, we get into the conversation some way, somehow, so we yeah. might as well just jump right in. Yes. Especially at this Jumping point, in. like
4: yes. news is redundant right now, <laughs> which is weird right? because we lived through all of Trump. And now it's like, oh, shit, I don't have to watch the news and like every minute to know what's going on. and. Yeah. So. Yeah, but
3: now he's pissing me off. So. Mm. Yeah. He's pissing me off now. Mm-hmm. Now he's yeah. pissing me off. But yes. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. once again, there we go. There we go. Mm. Getting there. Off topic. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's much different now when you're not. You know, like biting your fingernails, waiting yeah. to hear what idiotic
4: thing our president said. So. It's like yeah. now. Now we have the normal politician hate back. Like <laughs> <laughs> like before, I was terrified that you know like my city would burn down. Cause it really kind of felt like that for a minute there. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just like, okay, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm back to, can you stop praising this asshole? Like we're, we, we've, he got voted in. We, we can still criticize him because he's not hey. doing the shit that he said he was going to, like hey we said he wasn't going to.
3: And that is our problem with them. That's exactly what we were <sighs> talking about this morning. Um, yeah. and I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm very disappointed in him. So, but Hey, you know, he probably forgot he is 115 years old. So
1: it I is. feel like, mm-hmm.
2: I feel exactly as I told you guys on yep. um, when we first yeah. talked. Yeah. When it's like, yes. oh, I'm just waiting for you to fuck up, and yeah. sure enough, I was like, uh-huh. Back to your old shit, huh, Roscoe, or whatever I named you in that analogy. <laughs> I'm right, right back to it. Oh, um, but we can t- we can talk about a Huey Freeman Christmas. That's about a lot of letdown.
5: Hell and, yeah. and well-meaning yeah. white people.
4: Whoa, yes. <laughs> so many well-meaning white people. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
3: uh. So they thought,
5: you know, Harambee! Uh,
4: yeah,
3: that is. Oh gosh, yeah. This episode just really reminded me of privilege that is uh, present in the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so actually. What you, you know, let
4: me remember. It's it's interesting though. You just saying you know privilege in the world, like. One thing that has happened very recently in the news that was really kind of, I mean, a lot of people saw it coming, but then again, some people didn't. Um, But, you know, because of climate change, there was this unprecedented storm, uh, which, you know, every storm at this point, just stop saying that word because it's not, once in a generation or once in a century anymore it's every two yeah. or three years at yeah. minimum
3: if that Yeah, um, yeah, yeah right. if
4: yeah. that like i there are still people there there was a, an 11 year old boy who froze to death in his bed <gasps> and at the same time what's his name ted um, cruz, cruz hopped yeah, oh. on a flight to cancun and tried to cancun. blame it on his daughter
3: I mean, yeah. I'm sure he was packing, and he was like Aruba, Jamaica. Yeah. Like, he was just like, <laughs> "Yep, I'm about to be in the sun." And he is just the biggest idiot. I, th- there's a lot of idiots, unfortunately, within Absolutely. within Senate and Congress. And um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and he. It, there's no apology. There's none that could be given. It would have taken your ass straight there. Been there on holiday if people hadn't caught you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, let's let's call it what it is, but. Yeah, if it's on one thing, it's another. But yeah,
4: <laughs> well, and uh, you know, our uh, I I love that Dean kind of reminded me of things like what our white people quotes were. Like we didn't really get into that in um, the first half of this episode, this <laughs> two parter. Uh, <laughs> but like the particular one right that was for this episode was: Why does working together need to be so difficult? And that is something that has been say, been said over and over and over again in the last month since Biden came into office and the Republicans continue doing the shit that they, they've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everybody's cry, cries are for, you know, meeting in the middle, but meeting in the middle means millions of people are probably going to die. And like, it's, it's kind of that same thing here. Why, why does working together need to be so difficult? Because you don't actually work together with anybody. Mm-hmm. And,
5: that's but, just But unity. Can <laughs> we have some unity please? You know what please? unity
4: is? Speaking of this Texas storm, <laughs> unity is Beto O'Rourke and AOC raising over $3 million wow. as of us I recording mean, right now for, and being down there. just getting
3: on their nerves, doesn't she? Oh, she yeah. just keeps pissing them off. She just keeps proving them wrong and being But I, I do love fabulous.
4: that a centrist Democrat, a centrist Democrat, because Beto is centrist at best, but a centrist Democrat and a leftist Democrat can actually come together and work together because at, when it comes down to it, they're base goals are similar. One just looks at it from a capitalistic point of view and the other looks at it from a socialistic point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, like that to me, that's unity right there. Because yeah. if, you know, <laughs> if we're going to survive as a country, the the centrists who are really all right-leaning need to actually admit that they are centrists because right mm-hmm. now um, we have three distinct parties uh, and something's, something's going to give, whether it be the Republicans, because so many are, are leaving that uh, yeah. to be Democrats now and yeah. the like Democrats are going to be the new right wing or central. And then you're going to have the fucking Patriots
5: <laughs> and Yo, whatever God.
4: leftists decide you know, to call I've,
5: ourselves. I've, I've fi- I find that anybody who has Patriot in their, Twitter bio or what have you Ugh. are the least fucking patriotic people patriotic that I have people. ever uh, goddamn right? met.
4: Except for the ones that are pretending because they're on Parler taking screenshots and posting them on Twitter. Like I, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel
3: like they're lying in you know lying in wait. They're just you know for an opportunity to just act stupid again. Um, you know, and I, I just that's part of the reason why stop messing with my guns, guys. And uh, you know, but they're not their focus is on the wrong thing. You're trying to get back everybody vaccinated. Okay, great. It, but it's going to take some time. Stop trying to get the country vaccinated in hundred days. Um, and then now you're focusing on, you know, the bills that are coming out, um, which are idiotic and just by all, all accounts, just completely going against our second amendment rights. And it's like, they don't care. They don't know what a second amendment right is. They don't, you know, Who cares? Who cares if you guys have the right to bear arms? We're going to tell you when you can get them, how you can get them, um, that you have to report it to everybody. It's just, yeah, it's it's a bunch of bull and people are still, you know, hungry and scraping by. And, uh, you know, there's no relief in sight. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things, like I said, that I'm disappointed about. But here we go. So I'm going to leave that there. (laughs) One episode. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but I'll take it back to how I answered this white people question way back when we did this episode, which was what I said is it's hard to work together when you do not have the same goals. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what your political leaning is. What is your goal as a person? What is your goal as a group? What is your president's goal? Like, really start to look at these things and nothing yeah. that is really occurring now should surprise you yep. a- at all is kind of my feeling. Yeah. But
4: we can move on to the real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, it's a running theme in every one of our episodes basically. What what we just came down to, like politicians do not actually represent the things that mm-hmm. we need them to represent. No. <laughs> they no. they represent a totally different like population of people from actual like, you know, I I even hesitate to call myself working class because the amount of money I make, if I was single, I would be under the poverty line in Seattle, but I'm considered really fortunate because I make, you know, quite a bit compared to teachers across the country. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's everybody, that's not anything that anybody looks at really, like how in different areas, how despair things are. And like, that's not the right word, but. Disparate. There it is.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew you were going. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, the what's the lady's the black lady's name who's who came up with HR one twenty seven? Um, she is not very smart. I'm sorry. Um, but she also put a bill out that says she wants to rename tornadoes and storms. She's tired of them having white
1: names. (laughs) Girl, why
3: don't they have, I, I mean, and people voted her in and like, they were like, yes, she represents our best interest. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad. And it's just apparent and becoming more and more apparent every single day. Um, but also we're adults. So I think it's, it's much more prevalent to us now than what it was to me when I was 20. You know, I didn't pay much attention then. Um, <laughs> now it, it it's very imperative, but. You know, it's I, it's I, better I had, than where we were last year, I yes. will say.
4: That. <laughs> I had to look up who you were talking about, and all I can say is Texas. So
3: Right, well, there, um. there you go. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like Texas you said that, Florida. I'm like, wait, I
4: haven't heard of that. Oh, yeah, Texas. It, there's so much batshit crazy stuff that comes out of Texas. And Florida.
3: Like, I don't understand. They need right? to really just like let stop. Let people, like stop drinking the water. I don't know what it is that they're doing, but they are c- Special. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say crazy. They are Thank very you. special type
5: of people. <laughs> they, they are definitely <laughs> unique. Very much so. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, that's. Uh, th- there's a reason there for the Florida Man memes.
4: Yeah. Now yeah, the ultimate right? Florida Man lives down there. <laughs> at least oh, until he goes to prison. Hopefully for a very long time, or oh, at least gosh. the rest I'm of his just, life.
3: Just somebody catch him doing something, please. Just. <laughs> oh. It can't be junk driving because he doesn't drive himself. It can't be, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's just, just something. It just, yeah, I, I don't know. He, you know,
5: even have if a it's Britney
3: for breakdown or something, and then like, you know,
5: <laughs> even if it's for tax evasion, you know that that would be good enough, you know, right? I'll, That's how I'll, they took I'll, down
4: Capone.
5: Yeah, I'll take anything that throws his ass in prison, <laughs> right under the prison, and
3: not a good, not a you know yeah. a vacation one, but like you in the you're in the cuts with somebody scary. You know, right. They put you in yeah. a cell with Jerome. Put, put Jerome him in the same cell that like
4: Jeffrey Epstein you. died in. <laughs> right? <laughs> died, right? Died. Oh, I I actually just finished watching that the the um little mini series about that. I mean, it's Which one? Which one? Right. The Netflix, I think oh, it okay. was. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You know, one of the many that came out last year.
3: <laughs> Netflix is fire um, right now. I mean, there's so many things I want to watch on there, the the um the night stalker, um the night stalker you know, one was good,
4: very gory. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm totally into it. But a lot of people who were not who are not you know seasoned true crime people uh, found that one to be a bit much.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was true. I'm, this is how This is how my mom used to do. We used to go like trick or treating, and she'd be like, "Watch out! We don't know where the night stalker is." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Why would you say? What kind of mother That's are so you?" Real. Uh, <laughs>
2: In California,
3: like, why would you, yeah, <laughs> but um, or the other one, um, the not, the other Golden oh State
2: rapist, the original Night Stalker.
1: Mm.
3: That, that was, was that's, and the that's a good who was one. Writing the letters, the one who Jake Gyllenhaal oh, played in the movie. Oh yeah, yes. the
4: Zodiac. Yeah, Whoa. is there a new Excuse Zodiac, Zodiac one out? out?
5: I think they just Ted Cruz, and they finally I think they finally <laughs> figured out. <laughs> Didn't somebody de- finally decipher a bunch somebody of that? Somebody
4: de- somebody deciphered one of the ciphers. Yeah. Um, but it it did not give them any ex- any new clues really ah. they basically
3: um, were saying it could be this person like the person the somebody came out and said it's my dad like it was my dad oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. and they do believe that the person stayed in the bay area um and you know possibly you know perished or they just don't know. They, they they just honestly don't know. Like he could be sitting up right now listening to us and being like, ah <laughs> gonna, uh,
5: It's Aaron Magruder. Right. <laughs> <Shut> uh, <up. laughs> if you want to watch some <laughs> good you wanna watch some good white people shit, bonding on Netflix is pretty It actually uh, is pretty good white people good. shit. I will I will
4: admit <laughs> to that one. So um, good. Now, you guys know that I watched that. The, I mean, the, the second
5: well, season was much better. Yes,
4: yeah. Like, the, throughout the first season, we had the same complaints that we later found out were actually, like, changed in the second season. So, it was ah. really cool to watch that they, the, the people who made the show, listened to people in the actual community um, mostly
5: about consent.
4: Mostly about consent, because there was yes. a lot of non, of non-consent in the first season. <laughs>
3: she, she slapped the, she was slapping the, whooping the husband's ass and shit. Um, <laughs>
4: that was well, like, any, everything that she made her friend do, like he didn't consent yeah. to any oh, yeah. of that. Yeah, until was, the it end it when he was, was like, like "Okay, I, I'm I'm okay at this." So yeah, I remember
3: yeah. people being like, "Oh my god, Netflix! Like really?" And I'm like, "You guys just you, you're not." you don't understand because you're not in, you know, in the lifestyle or don't even have, like, you may have an inkling, you may want to, but (laughs) you know, right now you're just going to judge because you don't understand it. It it, definitely a good show. I was excited to see that it came back. Yeah. 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 And Bridgerton is on my list too. I don't know if you guys watch that, but I keep hearing like, (laughs) get on it. However, you not watch it yet. So I
4: keep hearing it too, but I'm so hit or miss on any kind of romance and I love Jane Austen and I love period pieces, but when it's, Romance based, I get. I just, I don't know. I don't see romance that way. So,
1: <laughs> well, I
3: hear it's just lots, lots of freaky. I'm like, that is. Right I've heard on that, my alley. Yes. I'm turn it on. <laughs>
4: No. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's get back on uh, track. Um, <laughs> there you go, there you go. So a little little bit ago, we were talking about a failed uh, reality TV star, uh, and the next episode, The Real, uh, was about getting granddad right on a.
5: Oh, they yeah the the my car my ride and
4: the house my house and all of those things basically the um the non reality of reality TV.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
3: uh, Once again, Erin Magruder. I mean, how were you mm-hmm. foreshadowing? Because look at the Bachelorette, for example. Um, <laughs> you know, the last yeah. Bachelorette here from Sacramento. i if I see her, man you guys might have to like bond me out because I'm going to just tell her all kinds of things about herself. Um, but real world, for example, we started seeing after a few seasons of real world that it was so put together, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they put everybody into a role, you know? Um, and it it just reality TV. I remember watching Joe millionaire being like, all right, this is it. They're never going to be able to like go above, above and beyond this. Well, wasn't I wrong? Oh, um, right, God, I've just, forgotten about that piece of shit. No, <laughs> yes, Joe Look, that's when it was Joe Millionaire, the Swan. Like everything was just, you know. Oh, the Swan. Everything was that just was starting, terrible. but um, it's bad that my thing is I'll say this about love and hip hop. Now, love and hip hop is not the best for black people. Okay, it is not showing us in the best light. I watch it because they make me feel better about myself. (laughs) Um, I'm like, you guys will get on TV for 10, 15, $20,000 maybe and fight and have a fake relationship and embarrass your family name and all that. And what do you get out of it? The only person that's blown up from it is Cardi B and she did it the right way, you know, but everybody else, well, and Jason Lee, um, you know, he's a blogger, but vlogger, but everybody else, I'm like, you can't do anything else the rest of your life, but be a Mona Scott employee. And that I mean, that to me is like the perfect example of what people will do for reality. You know? Um I got I have family. My mom will cuss me the hell out if I got on TV. <laughs> and oh,
2: yeah. When I was young, I wanted to be on Big Brother and my mom. Oh. We had to sit down and have a talk about Girl. how there's a certain type of person who goes on reality TV. <laughs> uh-uh, I and I'm I not love Big you. Brother.
3: I will still be on there. We have it all mapped out. Like if my husband goes on <laughs> there, he's going to his glasses all the time. He's going to be really studious. He's going to tell people, you know, I'm a teacher. But my husband's, you know, he's very, uh, he, he 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 says it you know he's great at chess, so he's like it's a big you know chess game
1: uh-huh, um yeah.
3: and then of course, black women have to go in there and we have to be very polite of we course. don't lose our minds because as soon as we get upset we are voted out
4: you'd be uh-huh. angry black like girl now yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. We like should go in there together and then act <laughs> like we don't know each other and then play together. Oh, that's what
2: we should do. I always thought they should do a season like that, like where like maybe your ex, like they pair up somebody you know, but you have to be smart enough not to say like, oh, my God, Tiara, we do Boondocks podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they did. And they actually ended up bringing together a brother and sister who did not know that they had a brother and sister.
2: Oh that God. is some more shit. Yeah, it was oh. on that season
3: they, that, yeah, they actually they they should do it again because I'll be honest, the last two seasons of Big Brother, I've been very, very, very disappointed. And I haven't watched it um like we normally do. I mean, you couldn't tell us that Big Brother was not like our show. Um, but the past couple of seasons, just the fact that there's not a lot of representation, um, and then the representation that's on there, you guys let them get kicked out the first, second, third episode. Um, and I just, I, I think that's very unfair. Um, and it's not just, it's not a representation of what the world's like, being that you guys are supposed to be like, we're representing the world, you know?
2: But wait, um, don't you think that is kind of how the world is? That's well, my feeling watching it these last few seasons. Well, like, they all team up against right. the minorities. Yep, yep. And they bully, yep. they literally bully them and yep. do all kinds of underhanded shit. And production even cheats to help. Oh my God. Like Tyler so bad. And stuff.
3: So oh my god, he gets Oh my god <laughs> that boy gets on my nerves so it. bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just like they definitely want to create like another Jeff and um you know how Jeff oh, Jeff yeah. I love Jeff. Well, the, I all the time say technotronics like he was so bad in the spelling contest and he made up a word. But um you know now he's a TV host. And, like now he's on um Daily Blast Live and Jeff used to be a like you know, a roofer. Like he's so Chicago. He's that, he's that Chicagoan, you know, guy. And I think they're trying to, you know, make another, another Jeff, another, um, Rachel, Mm -hmm. another, you know, Brendan. So they definitely put the people together, the the, the couples, they definitely put a lot of emphasis on them and make sure they stay in the game, Tyler Mm -hmm. and, you know, the other chick. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, don't get me. see. Here we go, Off topic again. We can talk about, about the whole I time. mean, but yes. it's
2: kind of on topic, though. And then I think an important thing about this episode, I don't remember if we discussed it or not, but like when you brought up like love and hip hop and stuff, is mm-hmm. that right back then it was more, uh, when the Boondocks came out, it was more like the real, how fake reality TV really mm-hmm. is. But can we all agree that this now extends into
4: social media very much? Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the whole, the whole influencer thing, just like, Mm -hmm. like, I get it, go get your money. But it, it just feels insincere, and staged and gross and exploitive. And I don't know, I I don't have enough vocabulary for how I feel about
3: it. Yeah, I mean, when it's done the right way, when it's really another form of marketing, because marketing and advertising has to change, you know, for for 2021, mm -hmm. it has to change. You have to be more digital and things like that. So when, you, when it's done the right way, it's great. When somebody's doing it, you know, because they like to help brand and they like to, you know, do PR or something like that, but not the girl who gets on every day and tells me how much she loves flat tummy teeth or, <sighs> you know, um, how she's whitening her teeth. And it's like, girl, no, you're not. You are not <laughs> using that contraption to brighten your teeth. Um, just a negative influence that it can bring on, the, you know, to people. And once again, our, our youth, you know, because then they think they have to look like that. They think they have to have that many followers,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
3: So.
4: Yeah. I, and the, the thing um, for me, like just in reality TV in general, like I don't really watch it. But what really stands out in this episode about it is how it would be like how how it just kept building and building and it had to outdo itself, um, especially with the house. like he's taking care of orphans and homeless people and uh, like all of these things. Uh, and just how like bring in bring in the the dirty black orphans or whatever like they were like staging things. there was the watermelon field and mm-hmm. like, yeah, everything just it, again foreshadowed everything that you were talking about now about how staged it is like back then Mm. it was kind of a tongue in cheek joke that it was staged. Now it's fucking serious. Like, like over the top staged. So, and
3: people still, I mean, once again, the bachelor, I don't get it how it's on season 900. And uh, these people actually think that they're finding true love and that, you know, and all these, all these relationships, I I honestly think they give them a contract, they go, Hey, if you win, you guys have to stay together for at least six months. You know? um, (laughs) Yeah. I see. I think it's like a Scientology, you know, marriage. Um, So, you know, it'll it'll be a little, a little agreement. Um, And I just wonder how, how serious are you about love? How are you really supposed to find somebody to truly love you later in life when you made such a joke out of it and went on TV and, you know, Especially women, you guys get on there and you look like damn fools over this man who is kissing and running and touching and doing everything with everybody else, but yet it's your true love. Girl, get out of here! Like, go <laughs> you, you. So, soulmate at the grocery store, but you didn't look at him because he didn't have the right tennis shoes on, or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, it's it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the um the repercussions of shows like The Bachelorette. And the Bachelor, you know how many lonely people they're going to be. I mean, you know, you can't well, go. I on mean, Matt's
4: you've got so many times. You've got shows like Married at First Sight, and you know, Nine, Ninety Off- Day Fiance. Yeah. Like, yes, it,
5: that's, actually, that's, that's that's
4: what's happening because of that, and it's yeah. yeah. And again, that that's where the exploitive feeling comes from. Like, I'm I'm I watch a lot of like I don't know tv that at certain times of the day will play reality shows but i don't watch them so i see a lot of commercials for reality Mm -hmm. shows Mm -hmm. yeah um like you know all the anyway um and there's a new one that is just about to start or just came out that had people from 90 day fiance who didn't end up getting married and having them like re-entering the dating pool and it's like it's like people who really 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 need a lot of social skill teaching and it feels like american idol putting uh what's his bucket uh william hung on there again you know it feels like oh "Oh, oh, here's somebody for people to laugh at because that
3: shit was hilarious that was the best part about (laughs) american idol was the try auditions and people that was like because you'd be like these i can't watch that stuff i can't watch stuff because uh, it feels it feels gross to me. The
5: cringe. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Well, you know what they do? And this is what American Idol does. I don't know if I ever told you, but I auditioned and I made it right to right before seeing the judges. Um, but um, they actually once you you get to that part, you sign the contract and the contract says you can't do anything else with anybody else for a year. Whether you mm-hmm. make it, whether you you know win or lose, especially if you win, you can't do shit. So. Same thing with 90 Day Fiance and anything that I think is on TLC or anything like that, they do the same thing. They go, basically, you have to commit yourself to us for X, Y, Z, because that allows them to make more content and Mm -hmm. they don't have to go and look for the people, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, Honey Boo Boo, case in point, another, you know,
4: that. Although I I will say, having not watched... Dance moms. <laughs> I am so excited that, like, this huge gay icon has come out of reality TV. That makes me happy. Yeah. So. Yeah.
3: And it, it definitely is providing an opportunity for um, LGBTQ community yes. to be able to be themselves. You know, I mean, I I think uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, or yeah, right, Queer, Queer on the Straight Guy? Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's something else. Yeah. yeah.
5: Um, I think it's just called Queer Eye now.
3: Yeah. There you go. You can see me
5: whole now uh, it's on netflix uh,
3: okay that's why (laughs) but i think that that made that bridged a gap and it stopped making um i think straight men so worried about you know homosexuals or gay men and whether or not they want to get at them or if you know and not understanding why they were so you know no homo
1: bro (laughs) well
4: and i mean there's still a whole lot of that out there like there's some oh, really sure. stupid fucking things that I keep seeing like on Twitter and shit oh, about is this, is it, is it gay? If I am pegged by my girlfriend? No, dude, you're having sex with your girlfriend. That definitely does not make it gay. Like, <sighs> <laughs> like, like that has just gotten out of
3: <laughs> Yeah. I, there's definitely been a lot of, um, you know, a lot of advances I think. Yeah. You know, because of, because of reality TV or showing, you know, they're normal people. Um, And knocking down a lot of like you know things people were worried about, but then again, social media, other you know reality TV, I think is what's leading to like what the question of what you just you know what you just said, Um, the fact that anybody can tweet something and then you're going to get you know nine thousand people that you don't know, they don't know you from a can of paint, but they're going to give your opinion, you know their opinion, so then therefore you have your opinion, you know molded by that. Um, So yeah, it it's funny how. It shouldn't be, but it is funny how much TV still in this day and age, and entertainment itself, how much it really influences our society.
4: You know, so definitely, yep. Uh, so our next episode was "Return of the King," so that's where Martin Luther King was still alive and came out of his coma and realized us. how fucked up. Right? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Greatest thing ever. I think I. Um, it's hard to say. I think this is probably my favorite episode. This and in, in the IDIS episode, but I really do because <laughs> if you can you imagine that happening? Can you imagine like us finding oh, out yeah. maybe it was like a Walt Disney thing, he froze himself and then all of a sudden he comes back. Don't like, you wish? Could you imagine?
4: <laughs> You know, especially because near the end of his life, he was starting to realize that completely nonviolent protest was not the way that anything was ever going to get changed. And here we are, what, like 60 years later, and we're seeing that the fucking nonviolent protesting isn't going to do fucking shit. So 52 years. He he died. He
5: died the same year that I was born.
4: That is fucking weird to me. Okay, 52 years. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Literally.
4: Oh, oh, that's crazy. I, okay. I never thought of that. Wait, there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, he dates himself all the time. It's fun. <laughs> I wasn't even thought of. I was even thought
3: of. But no, um, do you guys think that, I always think watching this episode, do you think that he would really be that upset with, uh, with our community? Or do you think that because he's an intelligent man, he would say, look, these strides have been made. Um, you know,
4: there's yes, the opportunity I, for people to get education. Um you know, I think I think, he would, a, I think what happened in this episode, like if if it hit if real life had happened, I think yeah maybe he would have gotten pissed off and you know like had that outburst. But I think what happened, what would happen after, would be his real feelings. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when you first uh, learn something that pisses you off or isn't the way you think it should be, it takes you a while to kind of come to terms and realize that well actually there is a lot of good in this. So, like, that's kind of how I saw it. Like, I can absolutely see him going, what the fuck have my people done? What do
5: you, I mean, out of, what do you think his, his reaction of BLM would be? How do you think he would react to that?
4: I think, personally, I think Black Lives Matter is exactly the kind of stuff that he stood for. Mm-hmm. Um, like, We've the the, the right. same people, even. You know, John yeah. Lewis was yeah. a huge oh, yeah. part of that before he passed. Um, I think that like I said near as he was nearing the end of his life he started uh he was hanging out with Malcolm X more like he he uh was supportive of Black Panthers um carrying guns and yeah. you know in a lot of his speeches in fact I and I could be wrong on this one but because it's one of those history things that came on TV during the pandemic uh <laughs> But it was uh, about the speech that he was set to give when he was killed was basically calling for black people to rise up stronger with more force, mm-hmm. with more might. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I feel like he would be very supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement, but I think he would be really disappointed that we hadn't gotten farther than that because that's where he was. Like, we're, things are better. Things are better, but things are more hidden now. And it's more about the systems, the structures that are in place rather than the overt racism. And, you know, he knew that. He knew that there was racism in every system of, you know, government and police and all of that. Like, that was something that he talked about a lot. Uh So I I feel like if he woke up from a 50-year coma, he would be like, (sighs) okay, this is where I left you, so. I think he would be
3: disappointed in the breakdown of uh, the Black family, Um, even though, you know, we we had so many things that contributed to that, you know, and tried to make Mm -hmm. that happen. But I think that he would definitely, you know, have some things to say, you know, to Black men. I definitely think that he would have some things to say, um, you know, to the Black women that, because the relationship didn't work out, you don't always have to talk down about your child's father or you don't have to be yeah. negative or you know, you don't have to raise a daughter saying, you don't need a man, you da, da 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 da. Which is true. You can do things on your own, but you're also setting that woman up, that daughter up, to never be able to have a normal relationship. And you know what I'm saying? To um to kind of hinder herself. So I think that he would definitely hold us accountable. He would definitely have a lot of things to say, point the finger and say, Hey, this is why you are called. This is why you guys are called this. This is why they say this about you. This is what you guys are doing. I don't think he'd be that bothered by the music. I don't think he'd be that bothered by the dancing. Cause look, Everything happened. Rock and roll was so taboo back in the day. You know the twist was so bad. You know Elvis was oh his hips. So but I don't think he, he would. He didn't live
4: through a lot of that. So, well, he lived through mm. some of it, yes. But like he he was killed before. Uh, just a a big example would be like Woodstock and the quote unquote so summer of love, love, which for yeah, black for people love. was very much not the summer of love. But in yeah. terms of culture, it changed how taboo. Random sex was, and um,
5: I, I will say, I mean, because you did have juke joints, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
1: you know, yeah. all the way up
5: through there, okay. which you know, oh, w- which my my patrons like to dance erotically.
1: Yes, and he
3: was born in uh, Memphis. Was it? No, I can't remember. Oh. Somewhere where he definitely had, you know, uh, uh, the back oh, yeah. room juke. You know, the red light was on. You know, when they were doing the hookah boogah or whatever old dance settings, well, yeah. that is similar to grinding now. Um, Atlanta. I knew that. Just kidding. Um, oh, he was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he, it wasn't he it minutes. wasn't
4: like it wasn't out in the open then. So, yeah, his generation. We I was going to say so. Oh, yeah. But that has of, nothing to do with today, what you say publicly. No, no, no. That, but, that, so
0: yeah.
3: in today's world of cancel and don't tell me what to do, you know, I think definitely people would call him on that. Like, oh, really? So, yep. you know, with all the women that you were messing with in, in the, um, you know, in the during the civil um, civil rights movement, you know, the the women that you had in your hotel room and, um, you know, just the women from the church and things like that. So I think people would definitely. It Kind of like a Bill Cosby thing. Bill Cosby wanted yep. to be so down on Black people and pull up your pants and do all this and do all that. Well, guess what happened when, you know, after people had supported you, the Black community supported you for so long. But guess what? Once you started getting called out, everybody started going, well, you know, maybe you should have been worrying about yourself instead of how we wore our pants. So I think <laughs> it would have been like an example, you know, something, a situation like that where people would have said, okay, we hear you, but, you know, but... um. It would still be interesting. I would still love to hear him go, you niggas. Like I would love, I would, I would, love, I would love to hear that. Just
2: love it.
5: I may not uh, get that with you. I'm going to Canada.
2: <laughs> I think what's important to know this. here is something that Justin brought up when he was on this episode with us. When he was talking about how, because I was saying like how I hated this episode. And he said his takeaway was that like Martin Luther King was kind of reflecting what happens when a person Isn't allowed to grow past their Mm. time, right? Like he Mm. wakes up from this coma. And so he's judging the plight of Black people back in 2000 because he has not grown past his time. And yeah.
4: That's exactly, that was my point with like, you know, he, he, being a hypocrite is almost inherent in being a uh, man in that time. (laughs)
1: Like
4: I hate to say it that way, but like it wasn't, it wasn't just, um, what's the word? it wasn't as acceptable to do things like dance like that and talk like that <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know
5: pretend you have to pretend it it doesn't happen
4: <laughs> yeah exactly you pretend that it doesn't happen you pretend that you that there were no gay people in your time you pretend that like you know every every single person like there's no way that you didn't know gay people in your entire life, you just chose not oh, to see it. Girl. So, churches, I think that's there's the same definitely. thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean,
3: come on—the choir director, the head of Sunday <laughs> school—like, I mean, I, I'm just—I'm being honest. The, the you youth know, pastor. That, it, yeah, you know, um, and then there's always that one youth pastor that all the ladies in the church are trying to get it get with, you know. So there's 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 these politics and there's these things that go on within the church that he mm-hmm. definitely was aware of um but i like that you brought up that that point again Lindsay. i forgot that he made that point it was that was an awesome point i think that pretty much kind of sums it up like what would happen and you know how i i
2: I mean i think he might be if so if he were to come back and look at things he actually might kind of understand it goes back to what we were saying at the very start when i said like people's objectives have to be in alignment Mm -hmm. people's objectives like, I have a civil rights mama who went to segregated schools. People's objectives from back then have not changed. That's why we are repeating the civil rights movement right yes. now. Things are not mm-hmm. so different. I think, you know, Martin Luther King was educated. He may look at the situation and see, you know, a lot of the government meddling in the plight of Black people today and be like, sure. damn, son, I get it. Um, Somebody posed this question to me recently. I wish I could fucking remember who because... It was a solid observation. Um, If I think of it, I'll tell Dean to put it in the show notes. But they said, like, why do we celebrate um, Martin Luther King Day, but we don't celebrate, we don't have a Malcolm X Day? Do you ever think about that? And they were kind of like saying, oh, it's because Malcolm X was too outspoken about Black people uh-huh. rising up uh-huh. in a borderline uh-huh. radical, yep. empowering way. And Martin mm-hmm. Luther King was more about... Towing the line, which is what the powers at be, the media, the government, all this bullshit—they want you to do—is tow the line, peaceful yeah. protest, like how Tiara was just saying what Black Lives Matter was all about. Like we're we're not looting; it's other people coming in and looting and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, and even if we were looting, even Martin Luther King said looting is the language of the unheard. Yeah, and the places yeah. where it was happening, they they those were places where people were getting killed randomly and as if you know, cops have the right to be judged during executioner. Um but I mean, probably and, also
0: Malcolm X was even really considered a civil rights hero correct at the time. The movie or the book. You know, it was like the nineties mm-hmm. or 80s when they probably stopped say stopped saying that he was the radical and Yeah you know, and domestic yeah.
3: terrorist. and you know, yeah. It, oh it, yeah. It that's a great question. Well, and I think that we should definitely start a, all, a Malcolm X day. Like in, it's in all about the
4: narrative. It's all about yeah. the narrative that can be controlled. And Martin Luther King's legacy, because he was murdered, uh, was able to be whitewashed and handed to the general American yeah. public as yeah. this, you know, this the symbol of what black people can be yeah. without, you know, without seeing that. He understood that people who were rioting and looting had a right to do that, that he understood that people who were arming themselves had a right to do that, that he understood all of these things that, you know, white people were scared of were being done in the black community because white people were scared of it. Like they, they didn't want to know it. So it just got glossed over.
3: Yeah. And 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 that's um, a great point. I mean, because that's, that's why we are force fed the same, you know, figures, as great as they all were, Mm -hmm. but for black history month are from the age of kindergarten to the time that you're a senior, you learn about the same ones and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but how many, there are so many more people than Rosa Parks and, you know, and Martin Luther King there. I mean, I tell my boys every single, you know, it should be all year that I do it, um, and I definitely try to be diligent about it and, and teach them. But especially during this month, I don't want them only hearing about the same four, you know, individuals. So every day we need to find somebody and somebody that we never and something that we never knew about and share it. So one of my favorite things is you know who created the the potato chip, and mm-hmm. I love that. George Crump. And like people are like, what? Never knew that, you know. So it's just little things like that that allow you to see. How this country we know already was built on the backs of of African Americans, Black Americans, and how we had so many things stolen from us, um, you know, that we use today as like a you know modern convenience or food or whatever it is that they're not given enough credit for, um, right? And that's in a way that's a way to kind of take a, away the power, you know. Uh, I
0: also yeah. just started circulating uh, the colored pictures of Martin Luther King.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was like. That was just like last year the year before where you start seeing color pictures of Martin Luther King. And I never even thought about it until we were watching Man or something, but you only see black and white black pictures, pictures, but they definitely had color TV. Yeah. Color yeah. Well, color yeah. TV.
4: It's, it's also framed as so long ago when all we see is the black and yes. white pictures. Yes. Like it's hard for our children, our teenagers who are trying to learn for real what history was. It's hard for them to piece what's real and what's not and have any kind of concept of what that's like um, because there has been a conscious effort to Downplay and to ancientize everything yeah. that we've been going through.
5: There, there was something that I just saw in TikTok. Uh, and by the way, we're we we are our Boondocks podcast is on TikTok yep, yep, now. Yep, yep. Uh, we don't have any <laughs> videos out there, <laughs> but uh, but we're I've got us on that. there. And we've I follow. I mean, I follow much black TikTok. Uh, there, there was somebody who uh, it was, and I it was like a a, a millennial or a zennial who was talking yeah. about how they didn't realize that when Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks died uh, after Shrek came out. They said that Mm -hmm. they they realized that Rosa Parks could have seen Shrek.
4: (laughs) Right. That's like the whole thing. Ruby Bridges, Ruby Bridges is younger than my dad was like that. That's not ancient history. My dad passed away at 75. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if my dad is 75, (laughs) And yeah, it's, you know, you know yeah. he lived through everything that came after World War II. Mm-hmm. Everything that yeah. came after World War II. You know, if um if uh what was it? Uh um if Anne Frank and Martin Luther King were alive today, they're the exact same age. They were born at the same in the same year. Are you so serious? yes, absolutely? So they they absolutely could be alive today if wow. things hadn't intervened in it. Like it's crazy to think that kind of thing, but that's what, what we've been fed for so long that like, I am 42 years old. Why do I have any feeling like this, the civil rights movement was ancient history? Because yeah. that's how I was yeah. taught it from the time I was born by people who were older than my parents. You guys it's so. so crazy. I've never thought of it like that. Like they are still
3: fashioning, you know, our, the information that we get. and. Everything they're, you know, that we're talking about now is—it's like mind blown to me. I'm like, that is, that is why they continue to do what they do. That is why we yeah. celebrate Martin Luther King's, you know, birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've always, you know, it's always right. You well, of course, it's always right before, but it's right before, you know, President's Day. I don't. We should not be. I don't give a shit about Lincoln's birthday. I don't give a shit about <laughs> Washington's. You know, I don't. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's within a couple of weeks of that. I think that's done on purpose as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could have chosen any Absolutely. day to make it Martin Luther King Day, not just, oh, we celebrate his birthday. Here, you guys get an extra day off of school. Um, which and that happened in my lifetime. About. He would probably be I upset. I remember about. when like, that became a holiday. Yeah, of <laughs> you know, he'd probably be upset at that. Like, do not give them a day off of school in celebration of me. Like, we need the education. Like, he probably would be irritated at that. But I have one more question. I think, I've always thought about this too. Oh, go ahead. Okay.
4: Um, I just, I think that he would really like that. More recently, there's been a push for Martin Luther King Day to be a day to work in your community for people mm-hmm. who have less mm-hmm. than you or like to clean up public spaces like parks and stuff like that. So yeah. I think he'd like that. Like community service yeah. is what his holiday is is being pushed to be.
3: I think if you were still alive as well, the streets in America, everybody knows that a bad street up something that's in the ghetto or, you yeah. know, ghetto, urban. It's, it's normally Martin, Martin Luther, Luther, King. Luther
2: King. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
3: Yes. And that wouldn't be the yeah. that wouldn't be the case. So if it is, that would be somewhere where schools would be, parks would be, community centers. You know, that's where that's what would be on the streets. Um, oh if God, they actually
4: right. were trying to do anything to keep his his actual yeah. legacy alive, yeah. But once
3: again, it's within the narrative, you know. So let's go ahead and put it in, in the black neighborhoods or whatnot. But something I, I think yeah. of is um, what he would think of somebody like Tupac, like if he would have mm-hmm. really respected him and saw you know, his, his, his true purpose and how intelligent he was and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how he was just a modern for the nineties, you know, he was doing what he was trying to do. Um, you know, when he was doing in the sixties. So I'm wondering if he, I've thought about that several times and I was wondering like, because I could see Tupac right now, I could see him being, um, like a, um, killer you know, yeah, an activist yeah, yeah. helping the black community. Um, I could see him possibly doing some type of politics, something. It still
0: be like it was
3: in a
5: different world. Well, I, you got it, because I, I look because the one, the one other person that you could look at who just passed away recently would be John Lewis, right. and and how his view of the the, the you know. Black entertainment, etc., mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, and how that you know I, I don't know what I have no clue of what his views w- were on that, uh, but that's
4: that would be a good way to kind of think. Yeah, because yeah, yeah he, I
5: mean they were both in the same circle, so
4: yeah. I mean, um, uh, and I'm going to do the thing that makes my head cringe because it's a letterhead thing. But to be fair, uh, <laughs> my my dad um, in would also kind of be a good representation of that because he grew up in the South all through that time. Um, and I remember, like, he's the one who introduced me to, to, uh, like, two live crew, and, uh, (laughs) like, I don't know, like, I can't even name all of the hip hop artists, but basically, the the seventies, eighties, and early nineties hip hop, we 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 would listen to that together, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like, I think around the time that Pac and Biggie were killed was around the time that he stopped and went back to just listening to old music. Okay. Um. And I could so, see that.
3: I could see that. Yeah, so it very well could be pro- something like they that. They both, you know, were storytellers. Um, I mean, yeah. Pac, uh, come on, Pac is just Pac. He's a goat, you know. Um, and But it
4: took a really long time for that to be really fully recognized. Like, yeah. because mainstream media didn't want to make a big deal about uh, him until, like, he started acting.
3: Because and they once made he him was acting it the one. criminal. They made him out to yeah. be, you know, his character in yeah. Juice. That's pretty much what yes. they did. Um, and we didn't have the access to find out the truth until he passed and his books came out and documentaries and movies and things came out. Um, you know, I listened to his music, so I knew his, his, his mindset on things, but I didn't know how, I knew that he was, I thought that he was intelligent. I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know a lot about his family. I didn't know that he really, you know, understood the importance of what the Black Panthers were trying to do and the history of it, you know. Um, so yeah, it's just um it's interesting to me. That's somebody that I just feel like it, man, if we had him, you know, that that's yeah, huge, huge loss. I remember the day, you know, where I was and I had a was working at Bel Air, I was a, a bagger and I had a customer come in and tell me because she knew I absolutely loved him. And I'm like, no, you know, no, he's in the hospital.
4: He's fine. He survived shots before, like he's gonna be okay. Right. But Right. And that's what led to everybody thinking for decades, well, that he faked his death because he'd been shot before and he survived, which actually kind of. The um, wh- Who's the character in, in the show That's been shot Thugnificent Thugnificent, Thug-nificent. Thug-nificent. He's been shot so yeah. many times And he survived every time
3: <laughs> I definitely I was one of the ones I was like Did you listen to Machiavelli He said it on the album He said he was gonna leave He was gonna bounce out he, Yeah I was I was one of the, My husband About five years ago exactly Was like I will divorce you If you do not Let <laughs> that go that will be our grounds of divorce. Is that my wife is a little delusional? She thought she was married to Eminem, and then now she's continuing. <laughs> to talk um, so yeah, so
1: and I you know, know we was have hoping. to move on was to hoping. the itis. I'm- well, yes. I
2: was just going to say to your comparison. To me, Tupac always gave me like Malcolm X vibes. Like he would be hanging out in that camp, especially yeah, because Tupac was hated by the police, by the mm-hmm. government. Mm-hmm. Like they were out to get that nigga, and some people think yep. they did. So,
4: yeah, so, I, I I would be I, more I inclined think- to that than the 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 East Coast West Coast thing when they basically had two different genres of music that they were doing. And like, unless Tupac was killed because of who he was associated with, not because of who he was himself.
5: It's how I, I mean. The things I've been reading, and, and you guys can correct me if I am wrong. If you know, I mean, I'm sure you know better than. I, but the things I've re- been reading recently is that. He and Biggie had become friends, yeah, and uh, and the, and the, and that it was people who were friends with Biggie mm-hmm. that didn't care for him, and it's and that's kind of what happened to Biggie. Is that it's well, kind Shug of the, yeah yeah. yeah that's for, what yeah. I heard. I Knight is uh. did this shit.
0: That's what the movie said is that the it was because he was so the main dude that was giving the like thug dude out there that was giving people money and stuff like that who, because Biggie's from New York was cool with Biggie, him, mm-hmm. him and Pac butted heads. And that's who, um, ran up on him in the, uh, casino. Nah. Oh. Ran up on him. Oh, in, in the studio? The, um, in the studio. Yeah. Was because of right, that. Right, right. Because, and, but then the thing from when he actually got killed, they've already, for the most part, they've already proven it, uh, it was because of the fight that he got into in the, in the, uh, in the casino and the whole, they've had snitches that have actually admitted that it was the bloods who ended up doing it. It's <laughs> just that everybody that was the ones who did it are now dead because they all got killed yeah. like weeks right after Pog died. But
3: it's just crazy how okay. they built the narrative. Once again, they built a the narrative, you know. Um Yeah. I, so I want cop the whole that yeah, stuff like stuff. the cop, he, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted he wanted that that clout to be able to say that he had, you know, to deal with the death of two of the biggest rappers, you know, and and the, the one of the biggest things that happens in the 90s. And I I wouldn't doubt that he helped it to go so long. You know what I'm saying? Where it was unsolved because that was a good narrative that put money in people's pockets. You know, he might, he kind of reminded me of a Mark Furman, you know, how he, yes. you know, he kept things going and he changed Dumbass what his whole goat. platform was about. And it was like, no, that's because you want a paycheck. And he's still to this yeah. day, you know. So once again, once again, how our reality is shaped, you know, and yeah, yeah. Aaron Magruder, man, you—I know you're <laughs> listening. So are you just going to keep doing this to us until <laughs> oh. you come on and, and you tell us yes? All
4: right. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about um, probably one of my favorite episodes, <laughs> the Itis.
1: <laughs> like mm-hmm.
4: It's it's the grossest and funniest episode in my opinion, but also like the one that really kind of digs into. Um, the experience of a white person overshadowing the black person that he's supposedly, you know, lifting up. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it, it was so powerful because it touches on so many things. Um, you know, like we have in the notes, I'm kind of looking at here, you know, food in the black culture. We have, you know, movies mm-hmm. like uh, soul food. And it's very true We we that, that you don't walk in somebody's house and if somebody offers you a plate, you better eat. You don't, you don't play in black, <laughs> yep. you know,
4: Um, my grandmother would get so pissed at me if I didn't finish everything that was on my plate, I would have to sit there and I've always had an issue with food and that was like traumatic for
3: me. Yeah. And I I, I totally agree with you because like liver, yeah, I can't, to this day, I don't like yams or anything Mm. like that, but you had to sit there and Mm. eat that. And if you didn't eat it, then that's what you're going to have the next morning. Um, Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's part yep. of the reason why I I fuss and I fight with my kids when they don't want something or one in particular. Um, he knows what he likes. I'm not gonna say he's picky, but he knows what he likes. It's just not worth it. And I think it, it stems from that. Like, you know, I wasn't gonna eat the freaking liver. I was not going to eat it. You know, so it's but we didn't have the option of kind of being steadfast and being like, No, I don't like it. So mm-hmm. now that plays into I think of, you know, I just kind of Choose my battles, I hate to say, because I shouldn't be choosing my battles with my 12-year-old, but, you know, I just don't make those things. Oh, no, that, things that should,
4: of- that's exactly when you should be choosing your battles because he's learning from you how to choose his battles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you. I, now I feel better about it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, I'm thinking about it from a, a behaviorist point of view because— that's, oh, by the way, actually, I I have not mentioned this. I will be starting grad school in a couple of months. Congratulations. Um, for, thank you. I'm that's sure so I'm going to stress myself to death, but whatever. <laughs> but it's child and adolescent developmental psychology because I've always been fascinated in that. Oh. And, like, that's that's actually what, like, what I totally would do. would be like, you know what? You know what you need to eat but I'm not going to fight you on this because you're the one who's going to feel like crap later. And then when they feel like crap, okay, so what can we do to get you to eat this or to get more of this in your diet or whatever? So like my husband is the of- rational
3: one. He's the patient one. So my husband <laughs> says, you know, oh, you want to play basketball, right? You you want to gain weight. Well, you can't do that without right. you know protein and whatnot. Me, because mm-hmm. I'm a mom and I'm an Aries, there's people in this world that don't get this food you know that was my mom oh,
1: god. name <laughs> 10 I needed, of
5: them I needed, <laughs> There I are know. starving
4: children <laughs> in africa yes. name them
5: yes
3: right i say shit and i go god damn it i'm oh, just, just like you know. um, but yeah you're, you're absolutely right and the smarter that these kids are and these kids are getting smarter and smarter and smarter i mean i've said it before my son is literally 70 um so <laughs> it definitely saves, like that saves you know saves your your uh
5: you're, yeah, you're their, their emotional intelligence as well, not just their brain and their yeah. emotional intelligence. And
4: you know, me, I'm I'm gonna argue for emotional intelligence more than than quote unquote smarts any day because if you don't have emotional intelligence, how are you going to maintain maintain a job? Because mm-hmm. you cannot maintain relationships with people
0: mm-hmm. when you do
4: not understand where their motives are coming from yeah. or um, what something you say might cause hurt. Well. Why, why did what I say hurt his feelings? I don't have the words that for ability it. Or the, to be able to, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: And that all goes with and, critical thinking. And, and yep. they, you know, don't have that. But, um, and that's sad. I, think- I hate to see that, you know, that's where, you know, common sense is a common everybody kind of comes into play. But um, kind of back, and it kind of plays into the episode as well. You know, everybody was okay. They loved the fad. They wanted to say that, you know, they, they were a part of the itis, just like the Popeye's, mm-hmm. you know, chicken sandwich, like we talked about then. Um mm-hmm. but they didn't understand the and they didn't understand what the itis was. They didn't understand, you know what I'm saying? Like the the They didn't the,
4: they didn't think about the consequences of what they were doing, um, like eating that heart stopping food. Yeah. Literally, over and over and over again, even though you know, it's pretty obvious there's no nutritional value to it. And it's just there to make you feel all warm and comfy and gross and sticky.
5: <laughs> and want a nap.
4: And want a nap.
3: And that's all they were worried about. They just wanted their, you yeah. know, their fix, per se. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that episode. I know. Lindsay, I can't re- You said that this episode, you were kind of, um, you know, 50-50 on it. Oh, no, I hated reliable. it. There, there was
2: no 50 You hated this one? No, I called it out <clears throat> for, like, trying to put Black people down about eating soul food. And, like, they did the whole speech about how it's so unhealthy and it's such, so bad for you. And I was saying that's not true because every mm-hmm. other culture out there eats the same fucking shit. And we act like it's high class and high society. hmm Yeah. Okie doke.
4: Yeah. Well, and I think the difference is, in my opinion, in Black communities... We don't eat that shit every day. Like a big old, big soul food meals, those are like you're feeling like you're feeling bad and you're surrounded by family or it's a holiday or mm-hmm. like yeah. you're not going to get the gigantic, you know, all all of the spread <laughs> every day yeah. where these white people were never used to something like that. And they were like, oh, I, w- I want to have it every day. And <laughs> oh, they right. had no, um, they had no concept of when to stop.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Where most most black families would be like, I mean, you should take a little lazy on the the blah, blah blah blah," you know. Yeah, and <laughs> if can, they that one from somebody experience. <laughs> yeah,
3: somebody mm-hmm. would. But yeah, and they were so enthralled in what was going on, they didn't even notice the the gentrification and
1: mm-hmm. you know
3: everything else that was going on surrounding the neighborhood and you know and the business. They were just give me give me that food, give me that itis.
4: It was like, it was not just, it was like, it was reverse gentrification, which I still don't like that. I don't like that phrase. We need to think of something better. But it was reverse gentrification, but also it was like allegory for drugs and Mm -hmm. the community's response to things like that coming into their neighborhood and how quickly it changed from this nice place to the cops won't show up if you dial 911 within like a week. Like all of that was like wrapped up into one thing, but to me, like... The insultedness of, you know, black food is bad for you aside, I really thought that making it seem like granddad was in over his head with a drug dealer, basically. Like, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like, oh, shit, what happened here? What did I do? I mean, this is when when the woman was fighting him on the doorstep for the food. And he's like, damn, what the hell? (laughs) Like, You know, he wasn't expecting that in his neighborhood, despite the fact that he's the one who...
5: Mm. He was like the Walter White.
4: Yes and no. Walter White went into it knowing that it was destructive.
5: <laughs> but I mean, but, but the way he was when he was he, creating yes. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: And
3: it, it also, you know, definitely talked about a larger topic of wanting to be an entrepreneur, but making sure that you have accountability and what you're doing is not detrimental. You know, to and the right
4: people, the community, helping yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. Okay. So the next one, uh, Let's Nab Oprah, episode 11. <laughs> this one was, let's see. We had uh, um, Remy. You Remy got the, Ed and. the Third, Jen Remy.
5: Ed the Third, Jen Ed the third
4: and, and Jen Remy.
5: And Bushido Jones.
4: And Bushido. Fuck, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Bushido Jones was uh, the Kung Fu.
5: Was it Bushido Jones or Bushido Brown? I can't, I'm forgetting now.
4: Eh, he's going to look it up. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I remember us talking about like how Oprah was relevant there absolutely at that time period as one of like the biggest um, personalities out there uh, and how that kind mm-hmm. of over-the-top personality uh, as her brand is what kind of influenced what we now have in influencers, which we've already talked about and how much we both love and hate them. Sheila Brown.
1: Brown. All right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I
3: don't know any influencer that is as rich as Oprah, though. I will say that. Oh, God. Um,
4: but that's like I, the goal. They, they things, all want to have an empire.
3: Yeah. I, wish they, I know. I wish I could write a check, a personal check for a house, you know, for millions and millions of dollars. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I set this dumb when we talked about it. I'm not an Oprah fan.
4: She always struck me as playing to the white people in her audience and the white Mm -hmm. people at home watching TV, not black communities. There's
5: always the Harpo brand.
4: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, got anything you want to add on that one, Lindsay? Nah. (laughs) I kind of agree with you. Like the the it was clever that you know they ended up kidnapping Maya Angelou (laughs) instead of Oprah, which in my opinion Maya Angelou should be more important, but. It was clever, but it wasn't really one of my. Favorites. I love it
5: when Jen Rummy realizes and he starts naming off of naming off her poems. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then got a dumper on the rope <laughs> Yeah, that's wrong. Uh,
3: oh yeah, just the importance of people. You would ask somebody, and they would know more about Oprah and like the color purple than they would know about you know any of Myers Angelou's work and just how important she is. You know, to literature, um, and to just a, a, somebody who had a very strong voice, you know, within our community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people would say, "Well, I love Oprah's. I'm part of her book club. I listen to you know,
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, so. yeah." yeah. All right. Uh, episode twelve. Riley was here. Great episode. Um, I, it was so. It was so sweet. <laughs>
5: It was. It was probably, in my opinion, the best written episode of the of the of the of the season. That that's just my opinion. I just think it was. It was watching Riley's growth.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
5: I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it
4: was. It. I've. hmm. (laughs) I look at it as a teacher of kids like that, and I relate to that particular teacher a little bit too much probably like I don't I hope that I never am chased by cops because I know that I would not get away like he did but <laughs> um <laughs> but like just the way that he treated him he never treated him like a kid he never treated him like he was stupid or like anything he just treated him like an anybody artist. else. Yep. yeah like an artist and that is something I really try hard to do Um, because the kids that I usually work with, uh, they are experience-wise usually much older than their years. Mm -hmm. So when someone talks down to them or talks to them like they're a lot younger, it it pisses them off because, you know, they've had to be the mom or Mm
1: -hmm.
4: whatever. By third grade, taking care of younger siblings or whatever. Like, that's... Right, yeah. anyway, that's yeah. that's why I, I related to this episode a lot. I love the way that he nurtured him without like, because some kids really praise doesn't fucking do it, but I'm going to give you space and I'm going to sit right here and you let me know when you're done. Well, oh, I'm done. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay see you next time wait you threw that away well you didn't try your best when you try your best i'll totally put it up on my wall well l- let me try again i bet i can do better like that is so fucking what i do <laughs> it's like, like i don't crumble up anybody's artwork and I throw, throw it away but you know yeah <laughs> yeah, exactly a hustler,
3: and he was like this is how you're going to relate to him but he identified his his vulnerability and yeah. you know and his creativity as well and just Really cool. I mean, you know, come to find out that he's, you know, <laughs> he, he's a little rough around the <laughs> edges, but cuckoo
4: bananas, maybe. Yeah.
3: You know, but <laughs> those are the type of people that they're not perfect, but they can definitely yeah. be inspirational and help to, you know, take a child that may be seen as a little bit of, you know, troublesome, relate to them and, you know, and, and bring out their, their shine in a way, you know, help them become the diamond they're supposed to be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think is, you yeah.
4: always hope as an adult and especially as a teacher, you always hope that that's who you are. Like you don't want to be the teacher that the kids go, Oh, be careful. You got miss. So-and-so next year. Oh, she's a real bitch or whatever. You know, you want the kid that's like, Oh fuck. I wish I could have that teacher again. Like that's, And not because school is great and not because that teacher was necessarily great, but maybe that teacher was the first one that actually didn't treat you like you were a fucking idiot, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, is like I've had that experience. I've had a student basically go, you're the first one who treated me like I wasn't three years old. I'm like, kid, you are taller than me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's because you still have a passion for it. There's unfortunately some educators that are doing it just for the tenure or just because it's what they fell into. So. That, yeah,
4: yeah, technically, I fell into it because I, when I started my degree, I was looking for so, a, diff, uh, a different level of disability. I was working with more with kids on the spectrum. And at the time, yes, I was using the words more severe end of the spectrum because I didn't understand it yet. But like kids who are more um, kids who society thinks are more impacted. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, more medically fragile children and stuff like that. But, like, through that, discovering the, the 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 way that I can relate to kids with trauma, like, I understand that a lot of people cannot do the job that I do because I barely feel like I can do the job that I do some days. But there's a profound lack of empathy in a lot of people mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And... I, I feel like that's what I'm doing is teaching empathy, you know, teaching like I'm Jiminy Cricket for some of these kids. I'm not going to tell you that what you're doing is a terrible idea, but I am going to tell you, here are things that could happen if you continue down this path.
3: <laughs> so, well, I think some parents in our generation are ill-equipped for, to deal with certain definitely. things, you know, with their children. Um, and I think it's just because of their upbringing. We know that everything is just a, you know, continuing mm-hmm. cycle, but you know, uh, hubby and I talk and we, you know, talk about a student or something. We're like, wait, their parents are our same age. What the hell is wrong with them? Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what? Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. So it's just definitely there is a disconnect, um, mm-hmm. you know, with some, I think people of our, of our generation, because, you know, we're the ones raising the children right now. or are just, you know, our generation on a few years above us, there's definitely mm-hmm. a disconnect there and um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure where it occurred I think it's because we went through a time where it was not okay, or therapy was not something that you you did. Like you just go ahead and you deal with it. And therapy no, my childhood was like has the thing that the with kid who I am who tried as an adult. to
4: adult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it was so. like the big deal. You you're depressed. Oh, that's no big deal. You want to kill yourself? Okay, we're actually going to do something maybe for it, like lock you in a room and mm-hmm. talk to you. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so. Take away your shoelaces, yeah. yeah,
3: and like the beginning of medicating as well. You know, was kind of I think yeah. our generation telling. So I think that's what mm-hmm. we're seeing now is is really just that disconnect be, from people really having trauma and not being accountable or not owning up to it and not wanting to rectify it, and they don't see what you know what they're doing. Um, but I mean, if you just pay attention, your children definitely, uh, you know they they will shine the mirror, or, you know, turn the mirror back, you know, and it's yeah. It's it's when you as a parent can go, Oh shit, I fucked up and apologize or you know, or maybe not apologize because you know they are kids. But you know, well, just
4: some way apologizing to kids is yeah. great because oh, it also shows that you're human. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you allows know, them to
3: build trust and understanding and yes. being able to say sorry themselves. Oh,
5: for sure. You know, exactly. but as a parent, if parents God, you know. are
4: infallible and never take responsibility for their actions, when those kids grow up, they're going to be the same kind of parent. Like yeah. I
5: always told my kids, I, you didn't come with, you didn't come with a book. Right. So, right. <laughs> so yeah. I, and I'm going to fuck up and, uh, and you be respectful if you see I'm fucking up. Yes, because I am your elder and mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to give yeah. you instruction. Yeah. So there's, there is an inherent respect, of course, but. Yes, call me out on uh, something that I fuck up, and I I will admit to it. But oh. yeah, that's yeah. You, you didn't come up with a manual, and yeah. both kids are completely different from each other.
3: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so now that we're talking about it, like in more detail, our parents never. You know, I, it took me a while. It took me until I was an adult to be like, oh wait, ooh, they're people. Oh, wait, mm. <laughs> yep. they're not perfect.
4: That's exactly. We exactly. I think are explaining
3: that now. Well, some of us as parents are explaining yes. and letting our children know, like, I had a life before you. I'm going to have them while you're here. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And just talking about it, because that's how we raise our kids. We don't hold any, you know, well, of course, there's things they don't need to know, but we are very honest with them. Right. And, you know, we don't shelter them um, from a lot of things because we want them to not go buck wild crazy when they get out of the house or mm-hmm. to be shell shocked or you know to be ill advised and and not act correctly you know to certain situations so you know once it, look at us this is this is why we say it's therapy every week talking through this yes. it, it definitely helps me to see that i think that's where the disconnect is when parents aren't being you know you don't have to be best friends but it is good to just let your kids know like hey i don't know what i'm doing you know we're we're going to do this together but I am putting this position to be your parent because I'm I'm equipped to do it. So stay in your place, let me stay in mine and, you know, let's move <laughs> forward. So, yeah. Yeah, that definitely, it, um... Can't confirm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, another therapy. See, you guys are saving me <laughs> Another $100, no. <laughs> uh,
4: right? $100, where are you getting it for
5: $100? No. <laughs> I do favors. Uh,
4: so- okay. <laughs>
5: That's my kind of therapy. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> anyway,
4: Wingman. Wingman's the next episode, episode 13. Someone remind me of this one. This is So this
5: uh, is uh, uh granddad's uh his pilot buddy oh, died. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was just so say, well, Riley's go- they're so going back to sh- yeah, going right. back to Chicago to see his buddy Cairo. Uh,
4: yes. And how Jasmine was was heartbroken because Huey was like, "I might leave, don't care, bye." Like if I never see so you if again, I' never see you again, yeah, 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 yeah,
3: this so, episode yeah, I mean, the, and the- it was yeah, it was it was good, it definitely had you know it's its points of talking about, um yeah, I think there it was, was just okay, so we had the, the right <laughs> we had the right was here episode, I think this was the episode where it dove you know much more into into Huey, so I think this Absolutely. was the you know the look at the growth um. But then also, he's human. Like, he always tries to seem like he's so tough and so hard, and, you know, nothing breaks him. But then, you know, he had who we thought was the best friend ignoring him, and things were changing, and he didn't have control over it. So this was just, you know, uh, another just kind of coming-of-age episode, I think, but for for Huey in this one.
4: Uh, But I one thing I remember, um, so in the notes, uh, Dean wrote, Blackness Competition. And that that is so completely how I experienced blackness growing up that it's it's just interesting to me like not not exactly like I didn't have someone say that I'm not black enough because I don't have you know my head wrapping and my flip <laughs> plops or whatever your capri pants uh, <laughs> but. You know, I listen to rock music. Well, that's not very black of you. Why are you listening to white music, or why do you talk like a white girl? Mm-hmm. Or you know, like like somehow I wasn't black because I didn't have interest in the same things as those particular black people had interest in, and that's kind of how I feel about this. Like when Huey moved away, Cairo was just like. Oh man, this guy's a real black guy, and he's not gonna leave me. And so Huey's just fake revolutionary. Here's a real one. I'm gonna attach myself to him.
3: Yeah, I stayed in the neighborhood uh, as if he had a choice in the matter. Like you don't, right? Your parents stayed there. Like right. that's the reason why you're still there. Um, yeah, I, I, def, I, we've talked about this. All three of us have had experiences with this. You know, mm-hmm. not being told. You know, being told that we're gonna act in a certain way or we speak a certain way, or you know, whatever it may be. I know, and I shared this before. For me, it was more of a uh, a way of offsetting stereotypes because I grew up in such a predominantly, I'm not pro, it was white, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, farming town. So for me, it was a way for me to be like, nope. Before you even try to think this about me, I'm not. You know, I hang out with all the white kids. I do this. I listen to this. I, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but once, once I realized that, then I said, okay, well, is it, is it, is it just me? Maybe that's just who I am. Or is it me putting on a falsehood? So I had to kind of, you know, differentiate between the two and then find a middle ground. So I think that's where, you know, Huey had to to determine, too, you know, to be able to be okay with who he is and the opportunity that he had, you know, or that he has brought to him to live in a better area, you know.
5: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I i think uh that the, that and the the coming to grips with toxic relationships that you have in your life right that his entire dad, that entire thing best,
1: you know, the, well even yeah well even the one enemy.
5: between between huey and cairo mm-hmm. was, was kind of i mean they, they didn't talk to each neither of them reached out to the other after huey was gone so it was I thought
4: he said that he'd
5: emailed a couple times no, or something. No, no, they, they never, they hadn't talked. Cause yeah, okay. Jasmine says, well, how can, how can he be your best friend yeah, if you'd never talk you to, to him? So, like, Cause we just are. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So yeah, that's, that. I mean, and, and not that that's necessarily talk. I mean, my, my, my best friend from the <laughs> army, I have, I haven't talked to in probably a year now, but if I, if he and I hook, met up together, it would be like no, no time had passed.
4: Yeah, Yeah. when when I met Jason, which was right before our wedding, because he came up for our wedding to be Dean's best man, even though they hadn't seen each other in, like, 10 years at that (laughs) point, like, the two of them, the second they were in the room together, it was like no time had passed, and they were both, like, 20-something-year-old geeks playing <laughs> d d on their computers or something. Uh, <laughs> close? Mm, yeah. Something
5: like that. Two chubby-bearded white guys.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's just amazing but. the difference between men and how they can do that and women. You know, like yeah. we, we can get back yeah. together and it feels like we've never, like we weren't apart. But during that time, you're definitely, we feel a little more emotional about it. We're wondering why we haven't talked, you know, well, what's going yeah. on? Are you, You know, so it's, it of course, because we're a little more emotional and we probably think a little Mm -hmm. bit more and guys are like, what? I talked to him through text message. He said, hi, I said, hi, he's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like what, you know? So, um, but definitely it's, it's it's examining toxic relationships at adolescence and, you know, in, in your elderly years and the difference between them, you know, pop's, you know, they said they, he hated this guy, but deep down, <laughs> he loved the relationship. That's the relationship that they had. Um, and he understood that because of years of wisdom and time and experience. Whereas, you know, that wasn't going to be something that Huey and, and Cairo got to, uh, you know, obviously because right. Cairo sucker punched him. But, <laughs> you know, that I think that was the message as well, too, was like, definitely as you, you grow older, you can appreciate even those relationships that may appear toxic or may appear like it's not the, you know, the closest relationship, there's something there and something that you're taking
4: away, you know, learning in your life. Um, Because, yeah. Granddad kind of has a habit of collecting friends that are questionable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like Ed Wensler and uh, Ruckus Ruckus. and even Tom are all, like, I, I don't, I don't know how they see each other as friends, but yet they work fine together as friends on this show. Like, <laughs> yeah. like in real life, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have those three black men and one rich white man hanging out regularly. That's that's not going to fucking no.
5: happen. Yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, not in the same room.
4: No, yeah, yeah. and meeting for a regular <laughs> meal, which the, yeah. they basically start doing at some point. And I don't remember when that started.
3: I think grandpa yeah, is like a, not attracted to, but he, you know, he thinks, I think his whole life he was told that he was a misfit of some sort, you know? And so then he gets with the group of misfits or people that, you know, that have just mm. very yeah. obvious problems. So he's like, I'm not the worst one. These are, yeah. you know, <laughs> these guys are yeah, much worse than I am, you know, and that's <laughs> normal to him, you know, that, that allows him yeah. to, to feel normal. So, mm. Yeah. You know how the one cute girl always, you know, the cute girl always, you know, has the maybe friends that are a little less cute to, you know, make her feel better. <laughs> kind of like that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like that deal.
5: <laughs> that's why you three can never hang out because you're all too cute. I
3: know. Uh, I
5: know. We we'll just necks.
3: Everybody I would, mean, that's know, cute. Everybody would just talk <laughs> shit, but it's okay. That's right. I will talk shit right back. Look at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: At someday, someday we will all be able to be in the same room at the same time. I know. Someday,
3: it's gonna be amazing. Yes. Gonna be litty lit. Someday um, we'll be together. My friend loves <laughs> that song right now. Like that's what
4: he- <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here like giving him the side eye. and You just encouraged him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, it, it's what you do. It's he's not my husband, so go ahead. I don't have to hear it. No. Okay. <laughs>
4: Oh, all right. So the next episode. Although I do kind of want to say, "Hey, Lindsay, you out there?" Yeah, I'm here. Okay, just making <laughs> sure you're like super quiet. You I know, know that I you know you're. Yeah. <laughs> I just you're don't pro- want to. I bet you
5: have some stuff to say on this on this next one. Right,
4: right. I didn't want to move forward until I you know made sure. Um. All right. So episode fourteen, the block is hot. So hot. So hot. This this is the lemonade episode. This is. This is Huey basically saying y'all are crazy. It's going to get cold again in a minute, so he's wearing his heavy jacket all the time with his uh scarf and Jasmine has her lemonade stand and wants to earn a- enough money for a pony. And then Wunsler completely ruins her. Uh
5: <laughs> yeah. He brings he brings the reality of capitalism.
4: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. And poor her, she just is so just <laughs> oblivious to it because she just, you know, kind of gets blinded. Not by the she's, Almighty,
4: she's dollar, desperate but by for the that horse. that wish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
5: That and the, the well, then you got the, the white protesters who are showing up to say, to protest and sing songs right. that th- this will eventually solve everything.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> And that just, that's almost a callback to what we were saying with MLK, where the Black Lives Matter movement is essentially what he started in the 60s. And these white people coming up, eventually something will change. Eventually something (laughs) will change. Like, no. Hang in there, guys. And then
5: then they they make the cruelty-free lemonade. Uh, (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's...
4: He had no idea that child labor was involved. And,
5: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big, it, it everything, uh, this is everything bad about capitalism and, you know, and eliminate stand.
4: Yeah. You know, and what's really funny to me is like what, 15 years ago, whenever we decided that this happened,
5: um, thereabouts, yeah.
4: Like, capitalism is not, I'm going to go against a lot of leftists when I say this, but I don't think it's inherently evil. I think that it can be used completely terribly. (laughs) But there are countries out there that survive on a socialistic, capitalistic mix and do really well. A lot of, like, Scandinavian countries and, you know, places in Europe, they are essentially democratic socialists. Like, they, they care about the infrastructure and making sure everybody is fed and has health care and all of that, but they also want to make money mm. and they have business and businesses supported, but not the end all be all. So I, 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 find it really interesting that this an analogy, this, the lemonade stand, the whole thing from start to finish is not just an example of capitalism, but an example of what Our capitalism Mm -hmm, looks like mm -hmm. American capitalism. Um, Our
3: history is just too deep in, you know, selfishness and greed, and you know, wanting to do something at, at, you know, at the expense of a other human being, you know, for not caring, yeah. Um, And it's so deep and and just you know embedded throughout our history. It's like, can we can we change it? You know, will we be able to make a you know a a one eighty and and Make it a way where we do care about everybody, and but we're still able to be, you know, um, successful and have great
1: relationships
3: yeah. and do what we need to do, exports, imports and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know if we're just too far, too far in it that we can't make that change.
4: I, yeah, I... I've been saying fall of Rome for like five years. so <laughs> I have no faith that the, the current system is going to, I, I would be surprised if by the time we got to 2030, we're still living under any kind of capitalistic, like there, there's, there will be either end of the country itself and it's broken into multiple countries or, you know, somehow a, like we've been overthrown by either the far right or the far left. It's that's, that's how I see things now. I don't, the way that we're going right now, there's no way this country is still a thing. You
3: guys know years. I'm obsessed with American dad and on an episode there, they are in the future <laughs> and uh, United States had been taken over by Mexico and Canada. So ah! everybody had, um, had like a Spanish Canadian accent. It was, <laughs> the funniest thing. it was so funny. Um, but yeah, Hola, hey, eh? yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and then like, it, yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, that very well could happen. I mean, I don't think we'll be taken over by both. But it, it, we could, you know, you know, we're not the most powerful country as we like to tell and claim that we are.
5: It's some Mex- Mexican food and some Canadian health care.
3: Oh, my gosh.
5: <laughs> and, you know,
3: and just completely approved cannabis. Oh, God, we'd be, everything would be. Whew. There you go. Yeah.
4: Well, like, what's the where in the United States they just deregulated all drugs? Or that was that Portland? Uh
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Portland. So
4: like that's that's the way that the US should really yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Decriminalize it and make it so that, you know, you, you unless you are Actively trying to injure somebody using those particular items. It's just let fucking people do what they need to do. And I would fully say legalize everything because the revenue and the regulation, making sure people aren't getting bad shit. Like yeah. Yeah. that would be like the 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 quality of pot in Washington has gone so well uphill <laughs> since it was legalized.
3: <laughs> Going the right way. Yeah, Going the right way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well I know we visited so- Oregon. We were in Beaverton, um God, I was going to say last year, but keep forgetting that last year was not a thing. So, uh, 2018, <laughs> I, you know, I did my research. I went and looked up all the strip clubs that we wanted to maybe visit, and there's a lot. <laughs> and then I was like, was oh, point. God, damn, how many. Well, I love the vegan one. I was, I really wanted to go, but my husband's like, I'm Oh, not going did you go to, to Portland? No, he, uh, we were going to, be like, I'm not going to a vegan strip club. Uh, um, And then it was so It's memorable. not bad. It's
4: just everything's vinyl, basically.
3: <laughs> it was like, I can imagine. What the strippers look like, like if it's a vegan strip club.
4: Actually, um, it's it's owned by the same guy who owns our favorite strip clubs in Portland. He owns like five or six of them, and they all have different themes. That's yeah. basically all it so is. Who's the one that owns like yeah.
3: um, What was that? He so they're just like different ones because there was like a steakhouse one. we were we're like yes, yes. Before, that's like, the Acropolis. had to go there to get the best steak mm. ever, and I'm like, what? Huh. What? No. Say that again. It's um, not the best thing, but it's
4: cheap.
1: Yeah,
3: so <laughs> It's good. It's I, cheap. Had, I had a list of strip clubs and then I had a whole nother list of dispensaries. Man, let me tell you, mm. the the for like $5, 10 I got like, I was like, you're not about to get a quarter for $10. I was like, I am. And he's like, it's going to be the shittiest. We-. It was not. <laughs> we nope, we yep. were in our hotel room just lit as all litness needed to be. Um, <laughs> And I spent like 10, $15. It was great. But yeah, I, yeah, I could, I could see what you mean. there. taking part. Like it seems like it's California is just not the only state on the West coast that has the fire. Now I think you guys are, you guys are getting some as well. So.
4: I really honestly feel like California, Oregon, and Washington just need to break off from the rest and be our own country. We've got the best weed. It's, you know, we've, we've got, an ocean on one side, right. and mountains to the other. Yes, yes. Uh, cut
5: Washington in half, and, and we got, and we, and we can make deals with Mexico and Canada, and Canada. exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly,
4: and whatever is left of the United States. Uh- <laughs>
3: yeah, we would really be a powerhouse because you know California has you know part of like the biggest revenue or something anyway. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's because you know you've got it the ass you've for got shit, so but,
4: many different industries. Well, yeah, but you've got like you've got the film industry yeah, based out of yeah. there. You've got wine, um, we, a lot of wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like there's the three. O- there's states, oil there as there's well. Oil. You know, you've got a lot of tech stuff in mm-hmm, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon has logging and other like environmental uh, things that they could do. Washington too. Um,
3: we should start the petition. Like, there's well, how, how do we do this? Let's go ahead oh, and- <laughs> honey, there's been a
4: there's been petitions. There has been petitions. Yeah. That would be great. It's yeah. People have been talking about that since I was in high school. <laughs> I would I would love that to be a thing because
1: yeah.
3: I bet you if that happened, yeah. we would have all electric cars. We would have like flying cars. We would have like <laughs> right? you like all of a sudden we would have all the technology that we're supposed to have. We'd be in Jetsons age right away while everybody else is still <laughs> you know. Just chugging along there. But yeah, so I think we made it. I think we're, I think we made it. I think we made it to the last
5: episode. Nope, nope. The last, we are now.
4: The passion of Reverend Ruckus. Yes, the
3: last, we did it guys.
4: Reverend (laughs) Ruckus. Reverend (laughs) Ruckus. Reverend Ruckus. Now
5: it's the last. (laughs) Biggest backus tumoritis. (laughs)
4: Biggest backus tumoritis. Oh God, that whole, that episode it had colorism. It had black people hating black people. It had white people hating white bl- black people. It had white people getting away with everything because of white privilege. It, like, what else did?
3: Uh, just how <laughs> religion is so divisive too. and just a cause of a lot yes. of problems, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And people don't
5: think for themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and, and Ronald Reagan and.
4: Well and like that yeah that's right the uh Ronald Reagan at the gates of heaven which terrifies me That's
5: not going to happen he's down in hell with with Rush Limbaugh now No see here's the thing
4: here's the thing here's the thing I would have to believe in Christianity to believe well, that heaven and hell are built yeah, yeah. the way that they are however the way that they say they are however I I don't necessarily believe like if there is a god and a satan it's not Satan I'm afraid of. Mm. It's the guy who is purposely like, doesn't give a shit about all of us. And here's some cancer and here's some Lyme disease. And Mm. here's some, you don't know what's wrong, but you're going to hurt for your entire life. And here's some genocide. Here's some genocide. And here, yeah. So like, if there really is a God, fuck you. I'm not going (laughs) to fucking follow you. You're a fucking sadistic prick without, without the aftercare.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And, You have somebody, I mean, it says a lot because you have somebody like Ruckus who definitely should not be trying to, you know, say that he's a Christian of any sort because he definitely doesn't live by any of the, you know, the virtues that Christians say that they live by. But he's somebody that immediately, you know, he, he jumps on board and he becomes this, you know, enigma, this, this, this public figure that people start to follow him and it's like if this man opens his mouth for three minutes not even that three seconds you know how fucked up he is and how you should not be following him mm-hmm. but yet they did you know um until they were given a sign of otherwise but
5: because <laughs> the black conservatives that helped him out
1: mm-hmm.
5: yeah to get to that position yeah like uh, like the uh armstrong elder which was the right. co- <laughs> larry elder and yeah
4: Which, like, in terms of real life, that really is that people who are black and are Republican confuse the hell out of me for many reasons. Um, Not just that the entire base of that political point of view hates them, um, but also because they're used as fucking puppets all the time and they do it willingly. And that's ruckus. Like yeah. Ruckus is a puppet, you know, he's got the words, but this, this other guy.
5: Then... Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, cause yeah, had it been today, I mean, it would have been like, you know, you're, you got your diamond and silk and yes. you've got your Terrence K. Williams and your Candace Owens. Yeah. Yeah. And... Right. <laughs> My That's frowny face. Yeah. <laughs> <Harsin>. <laughs> yes.
4: What's his name that died?
5: Oh, uh, 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 uh yeah. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Woo! There It's yeah. in there. Right. Yeah. The guy but, that looked but, like
4: he could be part of my family. But I'm
5: talking about the ones who are the 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 they're they're on the social media all the, the time. The
4: influencers. The, the, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah. Black conservative yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: influencers. Mm, yep. I consider them right up there with like Ben Shapiro and Stephen Miller. Ugh. Like
1: well,
3: and it's yeah. funny that Candace Owens came after like Cardi B during the election, saying, you know, you're being used <laughs> as a puppet. And it's like, well, what do you think you're being like, sweetie? You right? are like d- at the beginning of the puppet show. Like you are the main. Puppet in that, like, but she doesn't see that. Um, but she's also, I think, yeah. very detached, um, you know, from from reality. You know, she doesn't live a, a regular many reality right of, of a black woman, <laughs> um, every day. You know, she works hard to yeah. make sure that that, that's her reality. So,
1: mm-hmm.
5: oh, it's like, yeah, this, uh, what's uh, the son of Herschel Walker, who's really big on social media now and, uh, hard right. Conservative Herschel Walker, he's a uh, r- uh, running I don't, I don't back. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. About, anyway, so he's he's another one that's kind of like become
3: one of those. Oh, see, I do not uh, know that. I try not to give those the, just yep. the energy. I just don't have, you know, I just don't have enough.
4: Yeah, Dean Dean trolls all of those people for me. <laughs> like, I don't have. I like to say I don't have the spoons, but that's not even it. I literally have zero time for any of that bullshit anymore. Like, I'm there's too much negativity. All over everything, so I just I'm I made a very conscious choice not to uh, interact when I see it.
3: That's why I love pop culture. Sometimes I kind of It's always <laughs> just a hint of like, are you guys serious? You celebrities just own your your issues, you know. It's kind of why I like pop culture. It's like a soap opera, you know. Just too unbelievable, yeah. but they wrote that story. Yes, that person fell off of a cliff and they're still alive, <laughs> you know. Um, mm. So, yeah yeah that's it's kind of why I'm just like I'm this warm and giving my energy to
5: um let's see who's I give people. my energy to you guys
3: we, yeah. yes well we have put energy into and I mean just about two hours
4: guys we we, we wrapped it up uh, <laughs> I'm very yeah focused. that was that was the end of the season yeah the first season uh,
5: yeah that was it, it was and you know what I don't think I've ever uh, until uh, this and letter I can say the first season just really hooked me was like, yeah, I gotta, I have to watch the rest of this. So I, I can't think of anything that, like that, that I've really kind of just, you know, I, I mean, when I, I never, like, I never watched Buffy originally. I kind of had to force myself through the first few crappy, mm-hmm. uh, ha- half, half a seasons of Buffy, <laughs> you know, those types of things that you got into, but yeah, that like this, Aaron Magruder, fuck, yeah! yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, <laughs> I mean, it it's, the, the, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be that so much brilliance in one head. So,
3: <laughs> I mean, and let's just keep, you know, just reigning him with all of these uh, great uh, animals and, 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 and I keep,
5: and I, I, I did see, and I mean, just last month that, the, I mean, the plan is still to go forward with the reboot uh, at the end of this year, early next year. Oh, wow. So talking about, we'll right. see by
4: the time we actually get to, uh, if we do the, all of the seasons that are currently, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, if we do that, um, yeah,
5: yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I love working with you guys. You Me guys are brilliant too. and beautiful and awesome.
4: And so, I love you. Let's, uh, how about to wrap this up? Let's, um, What is something you're really looking forward to either like learning through next season or something like anything that you're looking forward to in the next season of of Boondocks?
3: Lindsay, you go first.
4: Oh, I
2: got nothing. I I don't remember. it. Like I was young when this shit was on TV. I really don't
5: remember these. Episodes. Well, you're still just like 16, right? I mean,
4: I mean, like from right now, having watched the first season, what do you look forward to? Hopefully, getting like, is there a question that you want answered? Or I like, I want to see. We didn't really talk about it too much in um in the this uh, uh, recap, but the you know potential CIA guy that's shadowing Huey. I want to find out what that's all about and how that kind of relationship grows and what does that do to Huey's idea of, you know, all these conspiracy theories that he hears.
3: Well, I I mean, mine is a little bit different. I just, I mean, I think, especially today with me kind of having some, you know, revelations and like I said, have my mind blown, I just look forward to more conversations that we have that open my eyes to certain things and, you know, uh, just allow me to obtain more knowledge, you know, about, about something, um, whatever the topic may be. Um, and I look forward to, you know, my free therapy sessions. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, this,
5: this is awesome. Right. So yeah, I, I yeah, they're not a hundred dollars. Yeah. No, you know,
4: but I, I mean, if you want to be a, a supporter. Yes. Don't, do we have anything? Uh,
5: no, not yet. No, I don't have. Don't. I don't oh, have a. Patreon we don't have a thing. Anything.
4: We should do a thing.
5: Should we do a thing? I, I think, think we
4: should do, should do a thing. Do a thing. I agree.
5: What kind agree. of thing should we do? Uh, should yeah. we do a Patreon thing? We should
4: do a Patreon thing.
5: I agree. Yeah. So I and I I think we should uh, and I think we all need to do some uh some some clever boondocks TikToks.
3: <laughs> I was going to say I <laughs> I have to use learn my how TikTok, to do that, shit, so I man. I will start using it now and sharing more from from. Oh yeah from this so i'll probably make it because yeah i i'm
5: i'm more than i'm more than happy to take these clips and make them so that you can use them to uh do your lip syncs or whatever oh, awesome. uh because i think yeah i
4: yeah we should totally talk about that because um even though we don't live anywhere near each other we can we can do that together definitely. TikTok yeah, allows for totally.
5: you, to
3: you can like record a whole freaking movie and then <laughs> we will up and do all this, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, doing something, you know, doing something more like that. But I think a Patreon would be great. You know, we have some great conversations. So kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, mm-hmm. even more uncensored, I think would be kind of cool. Um,
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More uncensored. Even more. Does that mean I have to take my clothes off again? Yes. <laughs>
3: Once more, just one more time.
4: <laughs> Once more with feeling.
5: <laughs> uh, with feeling.
3: Yes. Well, guys, I always love our time together. Um, I have a whole pack of chicken that I'm supposed
5: to be cooking. So. Ooh, all right, that sounds good. We'll be right over.
4: All right, <laughs> so Lindsay, unless you have, do you have anything you want to add before we sign nah. off?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I just love her so much,
5: Lindsay. Lindsay is awesome. I mean, she is the the she's the tiny little bomb. That goes off. The, I mean, mm-hmm. the atom bomb. And then we're like, then it's oh like, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah it's like, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and that's her. That's the brilliance of Lindsay. You're atomic. <laughs> like we have uh, right.
3: Aries on different, same, and on different side of the spectrum. One who talks enough for both of
4: us, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yes, the other know? one saves it until it's really impactful. Yes.
5: Yep. All right, kids, are we ready? <laughs> All right.
2: Don't take this the wrong way, bud. I need you to get the hell up out of here.
1: Hey,
3: thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time. For when we start... Season two with or die trying.
2: Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links.
3: Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO.
4: Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag Make a Change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.